Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Donna D, a.k.a. The Urban Mommy, and I am back with another podcast. Today, we have a great podcast for you. You guys are going to really want to stick around to the end because we are with Logan Lesser, and he is going to be telling us how to have a badass life. Now, Logan is very young, but Logan has has the, the recipe, and today he is going to give it to us. So welcome, Logan. How are you? I'm good, Donna. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you, of course, for joining us. So can you explain to the listeners and to the viewers who is Logan? Who is Logan? That's a good question. Uh, Logan, man, I, I'd i say I'm a national motocross racer. That's probably the number one thing. And aside from that, I, I think the word entrepreneur is becoming a bit overused nowadays and people don't really understand what it is. But I'd say that that's probably one of the best ways to, to say it is entrepreneur because I've been running a few different businesses since over the years since I was like 15 um, and then also world traveler because I like traveling the world and I live in Cape Town South Africa part-time throughout the year so uh, yeah I guess that's that's me in a nutshell <laughs> okay so what's your favorite place to travel my two favorite places in the world is Cape Town and uh, Vail so Vail, Colorado here in the U.S. and then Cape Town in South Africa. Those are just the two most amazing places I've been to thus far. Okay. So you like to go skiing? Oh, yeah. No, I'm a skier and snowboarder. I don't ski as much anymore. I've been skiing since I was like 18 months old, but I definitely prefer snowboarding now. So, but yeah, we go up to Vail all the time and, and do that, which is a blast. Yes, it is. Vail is, is really nice. Um, yeah. Okay, so how old are you, Logan? I'm only 19. Oh, you're 19. Oh, wow. That's super young. You said like when I was 15, you said it like it was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't that long ago. Um, but the last couple of years have definitely a lot has happened. So, no, it's been good. But no, I still got a long way to go. But uh, yeah, just 19. Okay. So I see that. I know you say you actually live in South Africa. So how was that? How was when you first went to, to Cape Town? How was that experience? It was amazing. The first time I went to South Africa, I was 17 and I flew there on my own to meet up with my business partner at the time. So him and I could work together. And funny enough, we had actually never met in person before. It had always been virtual, um, which is kind of crazy, but we'd been working together virtually for like two years up until that point. And then I had the opportunity to go down there and finally meet him in person. So that was super cool. But that was the first time I went down there, which I went to Johannesburg that time. So not Cape Town and definitely not as nice, but that was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. And it was just really cool. It was, it was the first time that, cause obviously, I mean, 17, that's really young. You're still in school, living with your parents and everything. So that was the first time I'd really experienced being on my own completely. Um, cause I took care of and paid for everything like the flight, my Airbnbs, my food, like everything. So that was definitely quite the experience, just that in and of itself, um, and having that responsibility. But aside from that, it was just, it was really cool because it's such a different, like the people down there are so are very different in a good way. Like everybody is so nice and kind and, and, um, the food is amazing. And then Cape town is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. So but it's a major eye opener because there's definitely some things that are very different there compared to here. And to be honest, I kind of, it opened my eyes to how grateful all of us living in the U S should be because although it is very nice down there, there is a lot 
um, it's very different. And the U.S. in general, like just being born here and being having the privilege of living here, is something that a lot of people around the world just dream of, and we just take it for granted every day and think, eh, whatever. But that was a major eye opener for me because I'd be talking to some people、um, that be hanging around my age, and they'd be asking me like, "Oh man, have you been to New York?" Oh, like they'd be basically telling me that they they dream of visiting the U.S. and it just it was a major eye opener for me. Wow. So, what part of the U.S. are you from? Here in Colorado. Okay. Oh, you're from Colorado. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, believe it or not, I have a lot of family that live there, so we visit Colorado often. It's a nice place,、oh, that's for sure. It is, yes.、Um, so I know you said when you started your business, you were 15. So what type、yeah. of business did you start at 15? At 15, I got into the whole drop shipping space, which didn't last super long. But the importance of that was it introduced me to the whole concept of building your own business and being your own boss and and being quote unquote an entrepreneur and everything. Because up until that point. For as long as I can remember, I had plans of going to like MIT or Colorado School of Mines or some big college and becoming an engineer. That was kind of just the the path that I thought I was on. And then all of a sudden, I came across the concept of dropshipping, and I thought, oh, that ma- that actually makes sense. And I thought it'd be a cool way to make some extra money. But the more I learned about it, the more I learned about the whole online business space, entrepreneurship, and all these things. And it just really opened my eyes to all the possibilities that are out there, and a, like a whole different way of life that I had never even thought of before. So it just led me down the rabbit hole of learning more and more about that. And then, not long after I got into that, I met. Um, my really good friend, and who eventually became my mentor, and then later business partner. He's the one I met down in South Africa, and him and I worked together for years. But、uh, when I first met him, that's when I got into the marketing agency space, and that's what I've been doing for the last like three years. But、um, but no, that's pretty much what got me into the whole business space. But I never really expected to, and then I just kind of fell in love with it. Okay, so right now you're doing marketing. So right now I still run the agency on the side, but my main thing is building my personal brand and then basically doing some online coaching and things, helping specifically like athletes and people competing at a high level because that's what I that's where I've had the most success in my life thus far at a pretty high level is racing motocross. And the main thing that I had to push through and and learn is how to take control of my mind and my mental state when it comes to racing. Because I heard an Olympic swimmer say it, and I experienced this firsthand, which is when you get to a certain level, everybody's talented, everybody knows what they're doing, everybody's getting trained by the best trainers, everybody's training constantly. So really, the differentiating factor, the X factor, when you get to the event, is how you show up mentally, and it's like twenty percent what you actually know and your skill and everything, and eighty percent how you show up mentally, and how you are thinking and how and how you're performing mentally while you're actually out there racing. And I experienced that firsthand because that was the number one thing that held me back for the past man, like five, seven, eight years of racing, and then.、Uh, Two years ago, I was able to really figure it out. So now that's kind of my main thing is helping other racers or just athletes in general push through that. Okay, there's actually a show on Apple TV called Swagger. It's like a basketball、oh, yeah. TV show, and the coach gave his speech. They they combined two teams together, and his his speech for the first day was, "Okay, show up," and then that was it. And everybody was looking like, 
that's it. That's your speech. You got to work on your speech, coach. And then the, the young guy on the team was like, no, that's the most important thing is to show up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that comes down to your mindset 100%. Definitely mindset. Okay, so speaking of mindset, can you tell us what is a badass life? Yeah, for me, I don't. I say badass life because I genuinely like. I look at the way that I've been living the last few years, and it is kind of crazy because obviously traveling to South Africa on my own at seventeen is kind of crazy, and then I just like doing a lot of extreme things like motocross, like racing motocross, um, snowboarding, mountain biking, jet skiing, like. I just like doing things that kind of push the limits. And uh, like when I was in Cape Town, I went shark cage diving um, and then also paragliding and things like that. So I just like doing things that scare me and taking massive risks. And that's kind of the only way that I really would want to live is by kind of pushing the limits as much as possible and taking massive risks because massive risks lead to potentially massive reward. And uh so I, I just don't see any other way of living. And I just call that kind of living a badass life. But hey, the definition might be different for everybody, you know, but that's kind of just my definition is just taking massive risks and living every day, trying to improve and get better and better in every area. I like that. Um, so how have how long have you been like that? Were you always that fearless kid? I guess so. I mean, my my parent obviously i've dealt with a lot of fear especially with racing like for the for many years one of my biggest fears was jumps like any racer will understand like the one of the biggest fears i dealt with for years was was hitting the jumps and actually doing those and i would show up to races and there'd always be a few jumps that i didn't want to do because i was genuinely absolutely terrified and that would be the differentiating factor between me and the other competitors is because they would be doing it and I wouldn't, and that would slow me down massively. So I dealt with fear a lot, but to be honest, I just over time with my family, and since my whole family is racers and we all do all these crazy things together, I've just kind of been, that's just how I grew up. Like that was just my childhood. So uh, I guess I was kind of uh, forged into the type of person that that's what I like to do. <laughs> okay. All right. So you also talk about an iron mindset. So was that similar to what you just explained it's similar but i'd say the whole iron mindset thing is really being able to control your emotions your reactions to things and building that confidence because i think most things in life come down to your mindset and how you show up mentally i learned that in racing but i also learned that in business like while building my businesses obviously there's a lot of of mental um, aspect to it that you have to push through a lot of ups and downs and one of the biggest things that I learned is instead of having that massive emotional oscillation as I call it the ups and downs you got to just try and stay calm at at all times like whether you landed your biggest client ever or you lost your biggest client ever it's best to just stay in the middle and just stay calm regardless and to kind of act on things basically to care about things mentally, but not emotionally, where you look at the situation and you're like, okay, this happened. And this is the best way forward that we're going to try for us to try and get out of this versus getting super emotional and then having your reactions 
be kind of a result of that. So I'd say the whole iron mindset is really being able to have control over your mind because most people don't. Like I didn't when I was racing when I for the longest time. Like my mind is what got in my way. It held me back so much and that caused me to lose a lot of races that I probably could have done way better in. And then over time I was able to learn that. And to be honest, when you're able to take control of your mind, it's like a superpower. And I know that for a fact because I mean I went I, I go three months without even getting riding my bike at all and then I get back on it and I feel like I never left like I can go and show up at any race and probably do just as good if not better than I did before I even left which that doesn't come down to I mean it does come down to skill and everything but at the end of the day that comes down to showing up mentally and knowing like hey I've been off the bike for three months but I don't care I still know how to do this and I'm gonna go out there and, and show up like we talked about so that's kind of what I'd say an iron mindset really is. Okay, and how many championships do you actually have? I know you have state and national championships. About how many? Yeah, so I actually don't know the exact number of state ones, but something around like 15 state championships and then a national championship as well. Um, so yeah, no, it's been good. And then also a place like top fives and top tens at some of the biggest races in the country. And some arguably the world because people or racers will come from Australia, Alaska, all kinds of different places to race some of them. So, yeah, it's been it's been cool. <laughs> and with motocross, it isn't by age, correct? So you're racing against adults. It is by age up until a certain point. And I just reached the stage basically like this year and last year of where it's no longer age. It's now just bike size. Whereas up until that point, you kind of do have your your age ranges, except some of the classes, the age ranges can be like higher or um, like a larger range than others. Like some of them is like 12 to 17. So you'll have 12 year olds racing 17 year olds, which is kind of crazy. But at, once you reach a certain point, it's just based on bike size. But I did have a lot of times, like especially uh, at state races, I would be actually on a smaller bike racing against bigger bikes because I just... I was fast enough to compete and actually beat them. So I'd be on a size bike of like a, a 105 CC competing with a 125 CC and I'd still be beating those guys. So, so yeah, I, I kind of bent the rules there and everything and, and would compete with the guys ahead of me if I could, cause I knew that's the best way to, to push myself, you know? Okay. You mentioned getting faster. So is getting faster more of a physical thing or is it more mental? That's actually, I love that question because I got asked that on my Instagram not too long ago. And to be honest, I think it's, it's definitely both. Obviously you have to be, you can't just like be super confident and be like, I'm the man, I got this. And then go show up on a bike for the first time and go win everything. Like that's obviously not possible, but I do think that it's mainly mental because showing up to practice and training and the gym or wherever it is if you are able to show up and get in the zone as i like to say and really have control of your mind and you get in the zone every single time and you're putting in 110 percent effort every single time that you're getting on the bike getting in the gym whatever it is you're going to improve at a faster rate than everybody else around you because i've trained at the top facilities in the country with a lot of the top riders out there and i've seen these guys and how they train and i mean a lot of times they'll have off days or they'll have and when i say off days i mean they they feel off or they don't feel so good that day or they're kind of just messing around or they're having a fun day or whatever it is 
if someone comes along and this is what i've been doing the last couple of years ever since i figured out this mindset thing when somebody comes along and they have control over their their mind and how they show up mentally and they show up every single time at a hundred percent ready to go and they're focused and they want to get better there's no doubt in my mind they are going to get way better than everybody else at a much faster rate because most people don't have control over that so i think it's a combination of both but i do think the main thing is the mental side and actually i did uh, i had a conversation with somebody on my instagram and he was telling me how he used to train at facilities but now he's not and he doesn't have as many basically days available for him to train because when i was training facilities it was like four or five days a week of on the bike training like all day long and then now that i'm like home hanging out i only ride maybe one two times a week and that's kind of what he was saying and i was like listen that's not an issue because if you can show up at a hundred percent every single time you get on the bike whether it's one or two times a week you're still going to improve way faster than everybody else because these other guys they might be training four or five times a week but i guarantee you most of them nine out of ten of them are first of all taking for granted the fact that they're able to do that so they're just being like and eh, today i'll i'll kind of i'll pipe it down a bit today i'll just mess around today today will be a fun day you know so they're not actually like fully full-blown training four or five days a week because they're not on it four or five days a week because they don't have that that mindset figured out yet so i was talking to him about that i was like hey still got get on the bike as much as you can but if you can show up mentally every single time i don't think you're gonna have any problems still getting better and out competing those guys who are training at these major facilities and everything like that okay so as an online coach your online business coach or online i guess life coach yeah, no. So I, I don't teach anything with business or anything yet. I definitely, uh, I don't think I have the credibility to do, to teach business, but no, what I specifically am helping people with is a getting in shape if they need help with that. Cause obviously I think the foundation is being in really good physical shape. And then aside from that, my main type of people that I work with is definitely athletes or people competing in anything. And I'll work with pretty much anybody, but mainly athletes and people competing because that mindset that I was able to figure out two years ago with racing was the biggest difference for me. And I went from competing like the top race in the country is uh, Loretta Lynn's. And the year I figured it out was 2021. And I went from competing in like the top 15, 20 area to all of a sudden, once I kind of figured out what worked for me mindset wise, I started competing in the top five, like top three range, like literally overnight because I was just able to figure it out. And then I was able to show up and get in the zone for every race. So when that happened, I was like, holy crap, this is crazy powerful if you're able to actually control this. So that's kind of the main thing that I help people with is really getting through that mental block that you have when you're a competitor, racer, athlete in general. Um, and really just helping them figure out what works in order for them to kind of get in the zone every time, every day. And uh, yeah, but I'll pretty much work with anybody because mindset goes with everything, business, sports, life, whatever right. it is. Okay. So when you do your coaching, let's say you have someone, you know, that's sports. So they are kind of into the same things. They kind of do the, you know, have the same ethic. Is there similar characteristics that you look for in a client not necessarily in terms of like if i would turn somebody away or anything like that but 
when I bring somebody on, I'm basically trying to figure out what specifically is holding them up because what's holding them up will be different than what was holding me up or somebody else, or it might be the exact same. If it's the exact same, then perfect. Cause I know exactly how I solved it for me, but it might be a bit different. And I've tried a lot of different things and some things will work for somebody that won't work for others. So it's really just about figuring out what is it exactly that's holding you up. And then let's try these different things and figure out what's going to work specifically for you. And for me, I have a really, really strong imagination. So I was able to leverage that and use it to my advantage in order to get into the right mindset and mental state. Whereas other people don't have that. So there's going to be other ways that they're going to be able to control it. So it's really just about figuring out what works for each person. Right. Okay. Right. What works for each person so if they did want to change their mindset and have kind of like the little badass life what are some some suggestions for them i think the first thing is getting into good physical shape i think that's the foundation of everything because i don't think you can have a strong mindset confidence anything like that if you don't like the way that you physically look because that's like your character you know it's like you're playing life is almost like a video game and I don't think anybody would want to choose a like ugly looking character. So why would you want to choose that for life? You know, so I think that's the foundation. And then aside from that, it really comes down to your daily habits. And a good question that I like to ask is whatever your goal is, whatever you're looking to achieve or the vision you're trying to get to or whatever. Um, I think a good question to ask is what is what are the daily habits that I could do that would make it unreasonable for me to achieve and surpass that goal? And then if you're able to ask that and then answer it and it's like, even if it's the craziest answers, you'll write out everything and be like, okay, it would be very unreasonable for me not to get to this point if I did these things every single day. And it's not necessarily you have to do all those things, but at least you can map that out and figure it out. And that's like, all right, well, I can do these. That would make perfect sense. Now let's stick to it. And then consistency is the name of the game over time. So I think that's kind of the very first step is A, getting into good physical shape. I think working out in the gym is so good for you physically and mentally. And then aside from that, mapping out what it is you want, why you want it, and then figuring out the daily habits that would make it unreasonable to get there or unreasonable for you not to get there. What about goal setting? Yeah, so... One thing I learned recently about goal setting, which I actually kind of like, is for certain things, I think it makes sense to set a timeline for it, you know, if you can reasonably say like, okay, by this point, there is, if I do these things, there's a high likelihood that I'll be able to achieve this by X date. But for a lot of things, like with business or things like that, I've come to, like, if I want to hit a new revenue goal or something, I've come to the realization that it's kind of better, at least for me, if I set a goal without a specific time frame in mind, where instead of saying like, I want to get my business to $20,000 a month in six months, instead, I just remove the six months. And I say, I just want to get my business to 20,000 a month. What are the things that I can do every single day that would make it unreasonable for me not to get there? And then as long as I stick to those things consistently, whether it takes me a month, six months or a year, that's kind of irrelevant or irrelevant as long as i get there that's all that really matters so that's one thing with goal setting that i kind of changed semi-recently is getting rid of that time frame which i think for some things it's important but for others like the business example i'd prefer to kind of remove the time frame but no i think it's good to have goals and then uh one thing i like that bradley talks about is that in order to kind of build confidence and everything it's about stacking up the wins which a lot of people they'll set like ridiculous goals that are 
that are really hard to hit. And then even if they get close and they still surpass like what they really want and everything, if they set the goal up here, but they still just got to here, that's still a loss in their head, you know? So one thing he talks about is kind of bring your goals down a bit in terms of like the smaller goals. Like if you want to start waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning, but you sleep in till 930 every day. Well, how about instead of saying, I'm going to wake up at five tomorrow, you just say, I'm going to wake up at 830 or something like that. And then you just kind of stack up the wins. And as you stack up the wins, then you're going to become more confident. And that'll lead to obviously being able to commit to more things and get more things done and all and all of that so i think that's also an important factor is having those like i think it's good to have the massive goals that are like ridiculously large that you almost laugh at yourself for making them but at the same time like have all these mini goals that are not easy to hit but are very reasonable for you to be able to hit because that'll let you stack up the wins and build that confidence and that'll just help in the long run okay there's a book called I think Make Your Bed Every Day is by a colonel. I forgot his name. I always mention this book and I never remember his name. But he says oh. that every day he makes his bed. And he said that, believe it or not, that's it helps with discipline because discipline is extremely important. He said that because each day, no matter what happens, he could at least say, at least I made my bed. So it's similar to what you're saying, of course, on a much smaller level. But he wants to show that he got something accomplished. So we do have to celebrate those small wins yeah exactly stacking up those small wins no matter how small it is you know so i think that's important right okay so what was the pivotal moment in your life that was a game changer for you in terms of an event that would definitely be in 2021 uh i think it was in like september but i broke my collarbone at a race and it was it was so stupid because it was like this small race it, it was just supposed to be a fun little thing not even an important race by any means and i wrecked and broke my collarbone and i was done for the rest of the year but my business partner and i had been talking for a while about me potentially visiting him in south africa and him and i working together but racing is an all year thing. So I just didn't know when I was going to be able to do that because I was either training or racing. So I was like, ah, because if I go to South Africa, it's not going to be like for a few days. It's going to be for like a month at least. So it's definitely quite a commitment. And when I broke my collarbone, that gave me the perfect opportunity because I wasn't going to be able to race for the rest of the year. So basically, um, after a few weeks went by and it healed up enough to where I was fine to kind of do normal things. That's when we started actually thinking about me going down there. And then long story short, I ended up going down there. But that was one of the biggest pivotal moments for me because that just traveling down there taught me a lot about myself that I didn't even know. Like there's a lot uh, in movies and just people in general will say like, I need to go find myself. And, and a lot of people look at that as cheesy, which I used to. I used to be like, what is that supposed to be? Um, but I literally experienced that firsthand because I went to South Africa and I was like, wow, I actually like found myself and I wasn't even looking. So it's kind of crazy, but that was definitely a massive pivotal moment for me, um, was that. And then aside from that, it was also the race in 2021 where also the same year, actually, where I really figured out my mindset with racing because that just opened my eyes to the power of mindset because all these successful people out here they always say like it starts with your mindset and and you want all the the fundamentals and the little nitty-gritty details and the how to's and all this when it really all comes down to your mindset but for the longest time i was like oh that's bs show me how to do it i want the strategy and i think most people are that way 
Um, but then I honestly realized like, holy cow, it really does come down to your mindset and how you view things and how you approach things every day and how you react to things like that is the foundation of it all. So 2021 was the pivotal year for me. Okay. So what do you think about college? I know you mentioned it a little, you said you wanted to go to MIT at some point. So what is your outlook on college now? And do you have any plans with it? So I will definitely not go to college. That's, I I definitely won't do that. But, um, but no, I, uh, College is an interesting one. And when I first started, like when I was 15, I first was getting into the business stuff. I am so grateful for my parents because I had some ridiculous, I, I remember some of the stuff I was saying and it was ridiculous. Like I, I was 15 and I was going to be getting my first vehicle the next year. And it was probably six months away. And I discovered this drop shipping thing. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to buy my first vehicle. It's going to be sweet. I'm going to pay in cash. Like this is going to work. Not even close. Like I, and I thank them because they didn't call me out on my BS. Like they were like, yeah, let's see it. Like, go do it. So they encouraged me, even though I was sounding totally stupid. Um, but for the first couple of years, I was basically telling them like, I'm not going to college. Like I'm going to do this online business thing. I'm going to figure this out. Like, this is what I want to do. And for the longest time, they were like, no, no, no. College is still an option. Like try and do this, but college is still the main thing. And I wouldn't argue Um, So I would kind of just go along with it, even though in my head, I knew I didn't want to go and wouldn't go. And then over time, once they kind of saw it working and I started actually making money and they saw me working my ass off for it, that's when they really started to change their perspective on the college thing as well, which my perspective on college is that if you want to be something like a doctor, engineer, lawyer, things like that, then college is the option. Like that is the best thing that you can possibly do hundred percent. And that's what you need to do. You know, I don't even think you can become a lawyer unless you literally have like a college degree and everything. Like it's impossible. So you have to do that. But if money is your goal, then I don't think college is right because it's going to be four years of my buddy. Actually, I, I, I talked to him about this because he got into Colorado school lines and I actually talked to him and he ended up dropping out to pursue his business. And he's never been like more thrilled and joyful and fulfilled since he's been doing that. So it's been good for him. But, uh, but no, he was there and he was feeling kind of lost. And I remember he told me that at the end of the four years, he will have spent $200,000 on college and been like $200,000 in debt. And one of the things I talked to him about is I was like, okay, listen, you can spend the next four years of your life, spend 200 grand in college, learning all these things and maybe get out with a job possibly. And now with AI and all this stuff, there's so many jobs that are now becoming obsolete that college is still teaching, which is a bit scary. But aside from that, you're 200 grand in debt, four years have gone by. And I was like, what if you really want to pursue business or you want to make money what if you spent that four years getting real world experience working on building a business because a lot of businesses you could start like an agency it takes no money to start it it literally just takes knowledge and work that's it like you don't need money to start it so nowadays with online and computers and the internet like it makes it so possible to do so many things because you don't need that massive startup capital to start something so I was like, what if for the next four years, you got real world experience and tried a bunch of different things, a bunch of different businesses and really worked your ass off to do that. You'll get a lot of real world experience. You might even make some money and who knows, something might end up working out and you won't have spent 200 grand. 
Now, after the four years, if nothing ended up working, well, you'll still have four years of real world experience, which I guarantee in a lot of companies are saying now, they actually value that more than a college degree. Um, I think Apple is one of them, maybe. I could be wrong on that. And then, so you've got that four years, but you can always go back. Like you can always go back to college. Like that's always an option that is there. So why don't you spend the next four years like going out there and trying to make something happen without spending 200 grand and spending the whole four years just sitting at a desk and doing all your homework and, and going to college when your goal is to make money and everything. So I think it really comes down to your goal overall, but long story short, I do believe that if somebody's goal is to make a lot of money and travel and to have a lot of freedom, I think college is one of the worst things you can do just with all the opportunity that's out there nowadays. So it used to be the best option. I don't think it is anymore. Gotcha. So you're 19 and you actually have a six figure agency. Is that correct? Yeah. So I think our, we basically built the agency to, cause we started it in like, what was it? End of 2020, end of 2020. That's when we kind of started Centrosite. And then we started gaining some clients pretty quickly and ramping it up. And I think within like the first six months, we got to the point where we were making enough monthly to where it was a six figure per year agency in revenue. So what, how do you get clients? There's other clients in Africa or that's in America? No, most of our clients have been in America, which we've, we've worked with clients all over the world. Like we've had some who are in the UK, Australia, Canada, and then mainly here in the US. That's the majority of our clients. But the way we got clients was a lot of different ways. Like we used Upwork for a long time um, because it was just a cheap way to really get some clients in the door. And then after that, it really came down to, I think the best way to get clients is by running ads for your business, which obviously if you're a marketing agency, you should run ads because then you're practicing what you preach. So I think that's important, but that's the number one way. And then aside from that, I mean, there's endless ways you get cold call, cold email, cold DM on Instagram. Like there's endless ways. It's really just, it's a numbers game and it comes down to just staying consistent. So you go after businesses or individuals? specifically businesses in the beginning when we were doing like upwork we were going after businesses but since it was upwork that's like newer businesses and most of the time really really small businesses so it kind of was a little bit more from us to the individual um but no mainly like business to business okay so when people see you do they actually get to see you do they know you're like 19 I know that has to be hard sometimes because people probably underestimate you, but you're very intelligent. So if they talk to you, then they would know. But how do you get over the fact that you're 19 and you're playing in, a, I'll say, a big boy space? Yeah, so I will admit that for a long time when I first was starting, I, whenever a client asked me how old I was, I did actually lie. And I would say that I was like 22 or 21 or something, um, which obviously I don't do that anymore, but I did lie in the beginning which I rarely got asked that. And then aside from that, I just, the way that we got clients is we would book a call like this and we'd hop on a call and discuss and figure out like what they need help with and if we can help them. And then obviously I'd share what we can help them do. And I do think that I've been blessed with a good way of communicating. So I don't think that they really ever questioned 
how old I was or anything like that. It was kind of like, all right, well, here's your guys' problem. Here's what we can do to help you solve it. Here's our other client results. I'm confident that we can do it for you. This is what it costs. Do you want to start? And then if they did, then age was never really a question. It was kind of just whether or not um, they believed that we could do what we said we could do. You could do it or not. Did you have to do some stuff for free at first when you first started with your agency? No, we never did anything for free, which I do think Alex Ramosi talks about a lot. Like it is a good way to get started is to work for free and then get some testimonials, case studies, show that you actually know how to do what you're saying you're going to do. So I do think that is a good way to do it. Like I don't disagree, um, but we never really did that where we worked for free or anything in the beginning. We started charging and stuff. And then we did have background though. Like it wasn't like we were just starting and didn't know what we were doing. Like me and my business partner had quite a bit of background when it came to marketing and running ads because we did it for our own e-commerce brands in the past with the whole drop shipping model. And him specifically, he had a lot of success with drop shipping and e-commerce. So he did really well and he was really good at marketing. So there was no like question that we didn't, there was no question that we knew what we were doing. So we just needed to go land clients and kind of build up that uh, slew of case studies and all that. Okay, that's, that's awesome. All right, so we are nearing the end of the interview. So I have a question. It makes more sense with my older guests. I have only had two, only had two teenagers, but at least you're, you're 19. So this is a, this question could be good to you. All right. Yeah. So the question is, if you could go back and talk to 17 year old Logan and talk to him about life and what he was about to experience, what would you tell him? Man, there is a laundry list of things that I would tell him. Um, <laughs> so honestly, based on the things that I have struggled with the most I would say I would probably tell him never compare yourself to anybody else you're on your own path like do not look on social media and see these other people who are your age or slightly older slightly younger and they are apparently driving around in the Lamborghini or traveling the world or making all this money do not compare yourself to them most of it's fake anyway and just focus on building your own thing because that is something like i literally did this where i would see that and it would make me bounce from thing to thing to thing and think there's a better way and a faster way or whatever like don't compare yourself to anybody else just focus on your own thing and the second is stay consistent like consistency is the name of the game most things can work like unless if you're trying to sh sell literal bags of crap like most things can work it's just a matter of time and it's a matter of getting really good at what you're doing staying consistent and staying in the game and over time like you're going to do it like if, if you were to look at something that you're doing right now and you were like okay if i stuck to this for the next 10 years and i did it every single day and i worked on getting better every single day in 10 years do i think that i could be successful with it i'd say 99 percent of the time the answer is yes the question or the the issue comes down to all of us want things so fast especially nowadays with social media like i've fallen in this trap too i see all these people on social media who are killing it as they're showing or saying and most of it's fake, but like, it still makes you question like, oh man, maybe there is a better way. Maybe there is a faster way. Am I in the right vehicle? Am I doing the right thing? Like blah, blah, blah. And that just, it, it holds you up so much. So I would say that's the biggest thing is do not compare yourself to anybody else. You're on your own path. Focus on yourself. Focus on getting better every single day. And 
if you can do that and just stay consistent, then there's no question that you're going to make it. So I think that's one of the biggest things, especially with social media nowadays. That's probably one of the biggest things that holds a lot of people back is the comparison. That is so true. So I appreciate you for being here, Logan. Um, you have actually taught me so much myself. I'm a little, I'm into urban marketing. So I do some urban marketing. I have some credentials here and there and I yeah. went to college. So I have a couple of, you know, I did the old school route. Um, so I do have some, some background. So I appreciate talking to you. Um, you're a, a breath of fresh air. So I know that the listeners that are still here, I know they have, they, I hope they were taking notes because you, I, I just can't wait to see how far you've gone in 10 years. I appreciate it. No, thanks for having yeah. me on. I enjoyed it. It's awesome. So, I'll, um, if you ever looking for another business partner, come holler at me. <laughs> but I don't know about I'll keep your mind. I'm kind of scared. It's a long flight. <laughs> it's a long flight, but I'm telling you, it is well worth it. It is an amazing place. Cape Town is unbelievable. I recommend anybody to go visit Cape Town. It's it's amazing. And if you search up like the top places to visit in the world, Cape Town mm-hmm. comes up most of the time. It's kind of a hidden really? gem. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I have to check that out. So, um, again, thank you, Logan. Thank you all for staying with us. I hope you all have been touched by this word. I hope you all go out and get y'all a badass life because my boy Logan definitely has one. And I'm going to have one too. So, thank y'all. If the Lord says the same, I will see y'all next week. Bye bye. <laughs>